Welcome to another episode of Chit Chat in a Quarter. It's an absolute pleasure for me to serve you in this capacity, and I'm delighted that you will take this time to spend with me. In the next 15 minutes or so, I am confident that you will hear very useful and practical information that would help you in your everyday life and in leadership. For today's topic, I would like for us to chat on the value of difference. Yes, you heard me, the value of difference. I know at this point, some of you are like, what? Could there ever be a value in difference? Can anything good come out of difference? I feel your pain. Perhaps you've had very intense conversations with close friends who just see things very different to how you see things. Or maybe in your family, you've had very intense battles. Or with your colleagues at work, and they really drive you nuts. I understand why you would think, could there be anything valuable coming from difference in opinions? I believe that every successful individual, every successful family, every successful organization requires collaboration and contribution from a number of people. Now, the interesting thing is all of these people have different ideas. All of these people come with very, very unique set of ideologies. And as individuals, as families, as businesses, if we are going to thrive and maximize what we have in front of us, we are going to have to learn how to value these differences and how to navigate these differences in a way that everyone gets a win. And I do not mean differences in vision. Now, say as a company or in a family, if the members in that unit had very different visions, then that's a problem because the house that is divided against itself cannot stand. So when I speak on the value of difference, I am not referring to the vision. I'm not referring to your values or your whys. I'm actually referring to the difference in how things are done. And I think that successful individuals, successful leaders, successful organizations know how to harness differences, how to pull people into a room with very strong and opposing ideas and somehow get them working together. You see, the word itself, collaboration, suggests that there are people, parties, and a number of different views that are contrary, but somehow you are able to find an alliance. Somehow we are able to find a common ground. Now, you might say to yourself, my life would be way more easier and simpler if I had people who agreed with me. And you are right. I think leading a group of people, whether a family, in an organization, a team, I think, yes, it will be very easy from a personnel management perspective to lead a number of people who agree with you. The difference, though, is it may not be very effective. You may not be very productive because you've surrounded yourself with yes, ma'am and yes, sir type people. They will help you manage your high blood pressure, but they will not help you be a very productive individual or an organization. Everyone wants people around them who can help them achieve their goals. Everyone wants a good team. Everyone wants a good family unit. Everyone wants good friends around them, surrounding them, a good community of people. But the challenge is all of these good people, all of these talented and high-performing people come with very different ideas. So, What's really important for us as individuals, as leaders, 
in our businesses, in our organizations, is to navigate that difference in a way that everyone gets a win. Help everyone collaborate and work together so that ultimately we can produce and achieve what we've set out to achieve. I am convinced that there is a lot of value to be had in difference. Again, let me reiterate, I do not mean a difference in the vision. I only mean a difference in the methods. I am equally convinced that where there is sameness, it doesn't automatically equate to oneness. I also believe that sameness in most cases stifles creativity because everyone in the family, everyone around you, everyone in the team thinks the same way. Actually, they don't think the same way. They've just decided what to tell you and what not to tell you. They've decided to not disagree with you, perhaps because in times past, difference in opinions and perspectives were not welcomed. Perhaps they were punished for offering a different solution. Now, I understand it's not a very easy thing for us to do as individuals or as leaders. We don't intentionally go out to seek for difference in opinions to what we are thinking. But let me encourage you that there is a lot of value to be had. I would go a step further to say you should intentionally put people around you who think different to how you do. We all have blind spots. And the funny thing about blind spots is we do not know that they are blind spots. Hence, they are called blind spots. (laughs) So it's of value to us to have people who would tell us things and on the face of it may sound very different or contrary to what we would do but maybe it's highlighting a blind spot and an area we haven't thought of so there is a lot of value to be had having people around us who think differently who would bring a different perspective to what we were initially thinking i believe if you're anything like me It's easy for me to accept and to go along with those who think and say the exact same things that I'm saying. But you know that any good research paper, any good debate, any good movie needs a very good conflict. The reason why we enjoy these movies and these books or these articles is because there is a good conflict. It makes for a richer story. It pulls out more. You see different strengths of character. And I believe that is true for us as individuals and leaders, that for us to be stronger, for us to be better and more effective in life and in leadership, there is a value to be had in the difference. As part of my work with a charity, I lead a number of young people, contrary to some of our opinions and stereotypes of young people. I believe that young people are actually amazing. They are filled with energy. They are filled with vigor. They are filled with creative ideas. The problem though, however, for us who've been in leadership for a while is accepting these ideas, these strengths and these enthusiasms that these young people bring. Sometimes we hear a young person speak up and give different opinions and different ideas and different perspectives. And our default position is to think you're only young. (laughs) What do you know? You've got no experience or perhaps you're being arrogant But just because they've spoken up doesn't necessarily mean they're arrogant. They do have some really great ideas that will benefit us and benefit our organizations, benefit our families. 
it was challenging. Some of the ideas they were presenting was very different to how I would do things. As a matter of fact, they were way out of my comfort zone. But I had to learn to value their difference, to value their opinions and perspectives and know that they bring something that I do not have. So how are we going to value the difference? First, we're going to accept that people are different. I know that sounds really obvious, but that is the first thing we need to do. And this is really about our own self-leadership. We must first accept that everyone is different. Even if they are from similar backgrounds to us, have similar experiences to us, even when they're equally passionate about the same things that we are passionate about, we must train ourselves. And I say train because I don't believe it's something that would come naturally. We need to be intentional to remind ourselves that people are different. The second thing that I'd encourage us to do is to value people, to highly esteem them. Think the best of people in a family context. We are born into the families that we're born into. We can't get a do-over. We can't get a refund or an exchange. We can't send them back. Now, some of you are saying, oh, that's unfortunate. (laughs) But the truth is, we are born into the families we are born into. So what we need to do is with every member of the family, value them, esteem them, think highly of them, give them all the trust and benefit of the doubt right from the beginning. If you lead a team of people in a department, in an organization or in your business, you still want to let them know that they are valued and esteemed. And you do this by listening to them, encouraging and creating an atmosphere where everyone feels valued, listened to and heard. The third thing I'd encourage us to do is to intentionally invite the sharing of ideas. You want to repeat this and encourage your team, encourage your family to share their ideas, especially if they're contrary to yours. Having a difference in opinion and ideas is not a challenge to your leadership. It's actually a testament to your leadership that you have been able to create an atmosphere where people around you feel safe and able to share their opinions, especially when it's different to yours. The fourth thing I'd encourage us to do is openly accept and celebrate others when their ideas are better than ours. That creates an atmosphere of trust. It gives people a sense of involvement and also a sense of ownership. It's true that you are the leader, but just because you are the leader doesn't mean you have to lead in every single situation. Be willing to delegate authority to others in your team, in your family, so that they can make decisions and lead on things, giving them a chance to win. General Colin Powell, in my opinion, is an amazing leader. A one-time Secretary of State in the United States of America, four-star general, a phenomenal man, a, a man who was respected by Democrats and Republicans. And that's a hard thing to do, to have someone who is respected by people who have different and opposing views and ideas. He wrote in his book, It Worked For Me, in life and in leadership. Some leadership principles, 13 of those. And principle seven, I think he really highlights or emphasizes the need to listen to people, especially if their opinions are, are different to yours. He says, ultimately, the responsibility is yours. So the choices should be yours. But that doesn't mean that your decisions have to be solitary or lonely. Again, speaking to that value of difference. As we draw this to an end, just to remind you that Because people have a difference in opinion doesn't mean that they are challenging your authority or your leadership. It will be incredibly beneficial for you as an individual, 
or if you're leading a team to have voices and people around you who will tell you things that you may not necessarily agree with. They will help you reveal your blind spots. Just a couple of questions for you to consider as we draw this to an end. Can you identify three things that you can begin to put into practice that would help your team, help members of your family or people you work with know that they are valued? Now, of course, there could be more than three things, but please write these down. If you can begin to practice these straight away, all the things you write down, then that's great. Go ahead and do it. If you can't, I'll suggest pick one for a week. Intentionally do that and keep practicing everything till you exhaust your list. The second thing I would like for you to consider is are there any areas where you can delegate authority to those around you, where you can move away from being controlling to actually empowering and being a chief encourager of people, trusting their judgment and allowing them just flourish. I hope that this episode has been beneficial to you. Let me encourage you to take a moment to write a review, like, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already done so. And it will mean so much to me if you can share this with your friends and your family. It's amazing how we can continue to grow just by you sharing this resource and content. Thank you very much again for joining me today. Until next episode, we've been chit-chatting in a quarter.